What you are about to listen to is the unedited, extracted audio from the YouTube video I did for all things Terrifier. So whether you go and watch it on there at Let's Talk Horror channel on YouTube, or you listen to it this way, I hope either way you enjoy it. What's up you creepy fucks? Welcome to the Let's Talk Horror channel with me, BP, on this video. I'm going deep into Art the Clown. Now that sounds that sounds all that sounds wrong, doesn't it? I'm gonna give you yeah, I'm gonna give you an in-depth discussion all about Art the Clown, that's better, and the Terrifier movies. There is so much that goes into these films. The good and the bad, I'm gonna be honest about it, but also whether it is the bad, it's still integral to the telling of this 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 story of Art the Clown of Terrifier. It's going to work as sort of as well as my review of both Terrifier 1 and 2. And I will be talking about the importance of still All Hallows Eve to Art the Clown as a character. So as I say, it's going to be a completely different perspective to a standard review. And I'm going to give you my own honest thoughts on it all. We're going to go in depth on it. Let's talk about everything Terrifier. So where there's so much to cover in these films, it's so interesting. There's so much. I mean, it's so fascinating. There's so many layers to it. So I want to still try and be logical about it. So we will talk about Terrify 1 first, talk about Terrify 2 next. And then I'll give you sort of an overall conclusion in regards to where it's been, where it is now and where it's going to go. And as I said, this is going to be as in-depth as I can make it. So Please stay along for the ride. So we're going to talk about Terrifier 1 now. And the reason why this is interesting to me, because on a personal journey, uh, that's what makes this series fascinating to me. And the reason for that is because the first time I watched Terrifier, I turned it off. I turned it off at the scene that we all know, because it's the biggest scene of the film. The film that, you know, this is the scene that made the film essentially known for what it is. And that is the woman that's upside down, naked, and gets the hacksaw. I turned it off. Now, I didn't turn it off because of how violent it was and how gory and how much blood there was. Unfortunately, throughout my existence with horror, I'm completely desensitized. Desensitized? Yeah, that's the word. <laughs> with all this, I'll speak about that a little bit later. But uh, when I watched this scene, it was another reason as to why I turned it off. Now, I was brought up in a, in a household all, of all women. So, you know, I have, you know, they are the key figures in my life. I have very, very strong women around me. And unfortunately, this scene was almost a like a depiction of what horror is at its worst. We know that this genre has paved the way very much so more than any other genre, I would say, for strong female figures in 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 horror and in cinema laurie strode in halloween sally hardesty in texas chainsaw ripley in alien and the list goes on you know we i would say that horror has definitely been uh, at the forefront of trying to pave way to, to pushing that envelope to say females are strong and they can they can do this they can defeat whoever they need to and I, I love that and I love that the genre pushes that envelope. But somewhere along the way, it lost its way, especially in the 80s and 90s and even in sort of the early 2000s, where horror or its depiction on women, 
became about sex, violence, boobs and blood. And that's when, for me, as a viewer of horror, it lost, as I say, its, its way. I don't want to see that. I want to see story. I want to see structure. I want to see what, you know, what we love about horror. You know, I want to see things that the reasons there's icons of horror and iconic films it, they're very rarely are they depicting females like that in film. So as you can tell, I felt very strongly about that scene in the film. And in honestly, it could have literally been saved, uh, you know, or made better by one thing. That, that character didn't have to be naked because it's a, her being clothed or not being clothed is irrelevant to the story. You know, the impact on it isn't about what is happening. It's Art the Clown being a fucking nasty piece of shit, making her friend watch him do something disgusting to her. The fact that she was naked didn't need to happen. If she'd have just had clothes on and he had just... I mean, Art the Clown doesn't... He's not getting a boner from her being completely naked. He's getting a boner for inflicting pain and, and misery on, on her and the person that's watching it. That's, that's how he gets his kicks, right? We know that he's a sadistic, nasty villain. That's what he is. So he wouldn't care whether she's naked. So as I said, it's a huge part of the film for the first Terrifier for me. And that's why I turned it off. So then I really wanted to try and give it a chance because I, I, I try and see beauty in every film that I watch, even though that really frustrated me and wasn't, you know, a good thing for the film or for me. Um, I still wanted to give it a chance because there is so much that goes into making these films that without all this effort and everything, then, then we wouldn't have these films. And I still wanted to try and see the good in it. So I wanted to try and see if I could pick out bits of beauty in it. So I ended up watching it all and got to the end. And most of my thoughts were predominantly the same. Now, I had actually seen All Hallows' Eve before this. It's a Halloween sort of anthology film. I love Halloween. I love those sort of films. So I'd watched it before. And what Terrified did is, for me as well, is that it became the type of film that it didn't need to be because it lost the essence of what makes Art the Clown interesting. And I'll get into that a little bit more as well later. So Terrifier is David Howard Thornton's first appearance as Art the Clown, because All Hallows' Eve was, was played by someone else. But if you've seen All Hallows' Eve, you know that there is layers to this character. He isn't just a clown that goes around killing people and that's it. And then, you know, walks off into the night you know, never to be seen until next Halloween where he comes back and kills people. There is more to him. And that is what makes it interesting. And that is also what is creating an icon of horror. You look at Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger, anyone like that. And what makes them interesting is the layers. Michael Myers, you know, is a big guy who can, you know, he just goes around killing people that's scary enough because he's a mental patient and you don't really know, especially if you take the first film, you don't really know why he's doing all this. 
you know, obviously the later films gave it a reason, but we didn't need a reason. The scariest part is not knowing. And that is the extra layer to what creates an icon like Michael Myers. Freddy Krueger was already a piece of shit before he became, you know, this, this um, burn, burn, you know, this burned up sort of Phil Collins house fire look with a clawed hand. That's a reference to my episode that I did uh, about Nightmare on Elm Street as well podcast. But it, he is an icon because of the extra layers, because of he can go into your dreams. And what's scary about that? He can be in your dreams and you're in his world and he can do whatever he wants with you. And that is terrifying, irrelevant of how he looks or what he's been and what he's done. The scariest part is the concept. And Terrifier, the first film, lost that. You only really got that at the end of the film. He keeps on, yeah, he gets, you know, beaten up and he's getting, you know, stabbed and everything like that. But we've seen people come back from this before. We've seen these villains, these monsters, you know, come back from that before. You only get a real sense that there's an extra layer to Art the Clown at the end of the film where, you know, he pops back up, Michael Myers style. And, uh, and then the film ends. So it really missed the mark. And I would probably say what happens is that Damien Leone, the director of obviously everything Terrifier, missed the mark and thought potentially that what people wanted was an old school slasher. And, and of course, people wanted that. People wanted to see that. But also, once again, the icons are icons of, of horror, the monsters that we've already had and that I've mentioned, and there's so many, because of the layer layers there's substance to them other than them going around looking gnarly killing people and in all hallows eve if you've seen it art the clown had that there was this sort of otherworldly supernatural element to to this this monster to art the clown and that wasn't part of Ter terrifier and that for me really missed the mark and as i said it was probably a lack of understanding from Damien Leone of going well this is what people want and thinking what people want but then as I said missing the mark of what people really really wanted and that's when we move into Terrified 2 a little bit later so that's what's interesting about the first film for me is that I've now seen this film three and a half times I believe or two and a half and every time I am, in regards to good bits, because obviously there's always going to be good bits, David Howard Thornton is unbelievably good at Art the Clown. You know, to be an actor who can't speak, and it's all through emotion in regards to, you know, hand gestures, facial gestures, is not an easy thing to, to do. You know, we saw that quite recently with even Hawking in Black Phone. And... It's so interesting when an actor does this, but it's so interesting when an actor does this so, so well. And David Howard Thornton is absolutely phenomenal in Terrifier. He, he, for me, is the best part of it and the driving force of it. Because, I mean, I just love the scenes where, near the end, obviously, when, you know, he's chewing on her, you know, the, the woman's face, who obviously pops up every now and again in the Terrifier films. He's chewing on her face. The cops are there and you've got that shot of him and he's just getting so annoyed um, that he's been caught and he can't do what he wants to do because we all know he's just trying to inflict pain. He's causing chaos. 
wherever he goes, this is what he gets his enjoyment out of. He gets pissed off that the facts that the cops are turned off. And that is sold by David Howard Thornton's performance as Art the Clown. It's phenomenal. And then what also helps sell his, uh, his performance is the absolutely incredible practical effects and the prosthetics. That, for me, in this film, apart from his performance, is the standout. Damien Leone is quite clearly an incredible talent when it comes to practical effects and prosthetics and everything. This film looks great. As, as much as I hate that scene that I've already spoken about, you can't deny that it looks insanely good and, and gory and, and everything that it's supposed to be. So that is the main takeaways from this film from Terrifier is it missed the mark in regards to understanding the most interesting aspect of Art the Clown, which is that layers, that supernatural element that you can really work into to make it different, to help create him more of an icon um, of horror rather than just a crazy clown that on Halloween stalks these two girls and then is around there, the rest of the film, to, to kill them in some really nasty ways and, and get his kicks and enjoyment out of it that way. I think, as I said, Damien Lone learned a lot from Terrifier, not just in regards to how incredible he's got it with David Howe and Thornton, and not just how, uh, you know, he knows how now his, his practical effects are absolutely astonishing and people love him for that, from that film. But I think he probably learned a lot in regards to story structure and understanding the importance of who the character is and what he was and the journey of a character not just somebody goes around and kills people so then i suppose then we can move into terrifier 2 so the sequel to Terrify was released this year, 2022, another horror for 2022. And in all honesty, did I really care too much about it when I heard that it was happening? I mean, trying to make the film was such a long, long process. I think it was like two or three years anyway, because of everything that happened with lockdown uh, and everything that it put it on, you know, like so many films it did, it put it on the back burner a little bit, but the process was still going to go on and Damien Leone was, was still working on this film you know incredibly hard and as I say I'll get into that a little bit later as well but was I really that interested about it after the first one not really and that I would probably say was the same for the majority of a lot of the horror fans the horror community the people that love this genre especially after the first one and especially if you hadn't seen All Hallows Eve nobody really it didn't really matter too much Unless you're somebody who loved Terrifier, which is amazing because we all should be taking whatever we want from these films. And there are a lot of fans of Terrifier out there. I mean, it was it was still a big film for, for what it is. There's so much merchandise out there for the film and Art the Clown that it, that it had to have been a success, right? People still really enjoy the first one and I'm really, really glad that they do. But with the sequel, yeah, I saw the trailer and I thought... That it was something that's, you know, directed by somebody completely different. It just looked like a film, like a great film. And even in the trailer, you got the sort of certain aspects of 
where they were maybe bringing back something a little bit more for Art the Clown, more layers. What I wanted after All Hallows Eve for Terrifier is actually feels like it's coming into fruition for Terrifier 2. So after watching the trailer, I remember messaging some people and be like, look, watch the trailer for this because I know a lot of them hadn't enjoyed Terrifier, but really, really piqued my interest more. So like a lot of people in the UK, it's been a while um, to, to happen to, to actually get around to seeing Terrifier 2. If you tried getting the Blu-ray, it was sold out everywhere because the hype around this film, and I'll get into that as well a little bit more later, was huge. It came out, it did amazing. It You know, the reviews were really good. Uh, you know, it was the absolute contrast to what the first film was. And as a horror fan, hearing that, reading that, seeing that is is worth its weight in gold. One, you know, to, to see people saying that there's a new icon of horror around, you know, that's like music to our ears, right? So I was very excited about watching Terrifier 2. So I did. Two hours and 20 minutes of Terrifier 2. And what what an experience. I've even got like a smile on my face talking about it now. But what an experience. Um, this film is... How do I put it? If Terrifier hadn't have come out and this film was the first film, we still need Terrifier and I'll go into that as well. But we still need Terrifier to prove the importance of two. But imagine if this film was the first film. You know, I know that we're hopefully get three and four, but this film is it's a completely different level, a completely different idea, completely different story. It, it's, it's so amazing. It really, really is. It makes me feel, uh, one of the things that I love about this film is that it makes me feel like a kid again, where when you're a kid and you're watching these films and you're like, oh, I feel a bit naughty. I, like, I, I shouldn't be watching these films. That's how Terrifier made me feel. You know, it, ma it made me feel like I was a kid again watching all these sort of films that I shouldn't have been watching. Um, it was it was an experience. And that wasn't even at the cinema. Man, I would have loved to have seen this at the cinema. And, uh, I can't, you know, I was so jealous of all the people that did. But even watching it at home, it was two hours and 20 minutes, which I'll speak about as well, but of just pure, just enjoyment that I didn't take my eyes off I didn't take a look at my phone once which happens unfortunately quite a lot in this genre um because not all of it's great but when it works you're mesmerized because this film for me was almost it felt like it was speaking to me it felt like it was speaking to the horror fans that what that saw the potential in Terrifier saw the potential in Art the Clown and they delivered on that potential in this film and then some. It took on all of the weirdness, all of this monstrous, anarchic, chaos energy of Art the Clown and the film and just put it all together and created something that, that works. So let's go into it a little bit deeper. This film, I mean, Terrify looked good, but... There wasn't really something that on a cinematic in a cinematic point or standpoint that you look at it and go, oh, that looks really nice. You know, when you've got 
you know, your shining films and, and, you know, the thing and everything, you know, they look so cinematic and look so good visually that there wasn't that much that stood out so much in terms of Terrify. It was just how good David Howen Thornton is as Art the Clown and how good the prosthetics and the special effects are. Terrify 2, once again, takes that to the next level. It looks really nice. They've done a really good job with the light. And remember, this is a really low budget indie film. So a lot of the work has to be done on set. They can't take a chance with post-production. There is so much you can do with post-production in, in regards to editing and, and colour grading. But if you don't get what you need on a low budget film, and I think a lot of people forget that, but if you don't get what you need and you don't set up the shots properly, then you're pretty screwed. And sometimes that means that the elements of the film that you think are integral to it, you can't use. Unfortunately, that's filmmaking. And I can I can give you these extra thoughts and perspective because acting in filmmaking is what I want and have wanted and will always want from my life. So that's why another reason why I wanted to do this video to give you that perspective as well. So this film looks great because they managed to achieve so much on set. And at the same time, I think it still sort of captures the essence from Terrifier that worked in regards to the iconography of what you see on the screen through cinematics, through cinematography. It looks really nice, but it's once again leads ahead um, and above of what Terrifier was. In regards to performances, wow, this is once again a small independent film. And look at the performances you've got. You know, I, I'm really, really bad with names, so I never try and mention the people that, that play them. But I just want them to know, obviously, because so many other people have as well. You've done an incredible job and you drove this film to the heights of what created the other icons of horror. It's all, you know, so much of it is about performances and Terrifier, the first one, you know, they're not great. They're, they're just there to do their part. In this, they're more than just playing their part. Um, Sienna, you know, is the, the, the new, uh, you know, horror icon that, that is pushing those boundaries that I said earlier for, you know, portraying females in horror. You know, she's not there for just the blood and the guts and the boobs and everything like that. That, as I said, I don't personally like from the genre. It, she's not there. She's there to add layers. She's there to be part and be a very integral part of the telling of this story. Her brother, Jonathan, was, you know, he's such a sweet kid. You don't want anything bad to happen to him. And what perfect casting for that. The, the actress who plays the mother is so good. And it's so nice to see, you know, a, a mother portrayed that way in a film because having kids isn't easy. And she portrays that really, really well. But ultimately, deep down, she wants to do nothing but care for them. But then, as we all know, she gets right mashed potatoed in the face, which is... <laughs> I'll get into that later. Um, so, yeah, and then her friends as well. You know, they're, they're great. You know, the, the, the big scene of this film with one of her friends that I won't really go into much detail because I don't want to spoil everything for everyone. But you know what scene I'm on about. That scene, not only is it absolutely insane 
and some of the best, you know, practical effects that you'll ever see. Simple as that. Damien Leone is at the top of his game in this in this film in regards to those effects. And it's such a, a, a horrible scene. It really is, isn't it? And you can see why so many people are walking out the cinemas, why so many people are, you know, throwing up their popcorn and everything like that from these scenes. Um, yeah, it's not a nice one. But once again, you feel for these characters and that's what makes it worse. You know, they're not horrible people. They're just their friends. They're done really, really well. And the story is there to back them up. The character is there to back them up. So they did a really good job. They're not just there just to die. They're there as an important element to the story or to the characters or to the main characters of the story. So once again, another element that's really, really good. And then you have David Howard Thornton, who in this, once again, even though he was my you know, favourite bit of Terrifier as well as the, the practical effects. In this film, he he once again, like everything in this film, takes it to the next level. He is absolutely phenomenal. You know, I know there's been this Oscar buzz that's gone around the film and, and we all know as horror fans, it ain't, it's not going to happen. You know, we want it to happen with all of our hearts, but we know it's not going to. But he should be nominated for awards for his portrayal. Depend, you know, irrelevant of what sort of film this is. Is he an actor and is he doing that incredibly, portraying this this horror icon that he will, I'm, I assume, and I'm sure he will be, come to be? He's incredible in this. For two hours and 20 minutes, you cannot wait for him to be on the screen, not even necessarily doing the things that he's doing to people just to see what's going to happen with him next. It's chaos when he's on the screen. And once again, when he's on the screen, it's always constantly evolving the next chapter or the next scene in the story. So David Hound Thornton is phenomenal in it. And then, and I've already touched on it a little bit as well, but obviously uh, Damien Leone, his, um, you know, his directing in this is, you know, it just, the whole film is almost a testament to his learning, his understanding of what went right, what went wrong. It's, it's really, really something to see. It was almost as if, and very rarely do directors do this, where they really listen to people. They really listen to the people that had problems with the film. He really listened to the, feel, uh, the the things that people really liked about Terrifier. He took them all on board and very rarely do directors do that. And he did. And because he did that, he ticked every box. Um, anything, I mean, I would probably say the things that are the, the most frustrating things about Terrifier 2, if there is any, would be not, well, so the soundtrack is absolutely phenomenal and I really, I really want to get it. But I think that's sold out like everything else regarding this film. The soundtrack is really, really good. But also, once again, I think for me, it's another learning aspect for Damien Leone because there's some scenes in it that say, take, for example, if it's with, between Sienna and uh, Jonathan, 
you've got this really sort of proper synth score going over top. And at some points, I would say it's too loud over the dialogue, but also it's a little bit up-tempo, upbeat synth wave sort of music that didn't suit the scene. So that for me is something that maybe he will learn from this because he's an ever-evolving filmmaker. That's what Damien Leone is. You know, he's made, made to, you know, he's, he's, for everything that he's done, he's constantly evolving from All Hallows' Eve to Terrify, to Terrify 2, and then onwards on this journey, he's learning, he's evolving, and it's really nice to see that on the screen, and it's really nice to see that happening, and it's really nice to see him so honest about that. So the score is phenomenal, but there were points in it where it didn't work for the scenes that it was in, but still an amazing score, right? Everybody, I mean, it's, it's, it's a great one, it's really good. And I would probably say, once again, it's maybe Damien Leone's... I'm, I'm trying to say it without trying to offend him. Not that he's ever going to see it, because I really think he's done an incredible job with Terrified 2 and everything that he's done throughout the series in regards to practical effects and under, you know, and, and doing Art the Clown as a character. But it's sometimes understanding cinematics. So the last shot of the film... Uh, was a sort of pattern away shot of, you know, Sienna holding Jonathan after everything that they have been through. The shot just before that was just a shot of her holding Jonathan, hugging him with a look on her face. That should have been the last shot of the film because that's your hero. She's been through so much. But in her face at that moment, you know that she knows she's gone through so much. But what's coming next? You know that she's thinking that. Once again, amazing performance. But you know from that shot, if that had have ended, that would have been a great shot to end the film on because you're then as an audience like, what's coming next? That extra shot you didn't need. It would have had more of an impact ending it on Sienna. Also, one of the biggest gripes that a lot of people have about the film is that this film is you know, over two hours. Did it need to be? No. Am I angry about that? No. I, I, I really enjoyed my whole experience with Terrified 2. As you can tell, there wasn't really major gripes in regards to what I didn't like. They were only very small things, but I'm absolutely ecstatic about everything that I do like about film, about this film and where they went and what they learned and how they did everything in the right way. So... Yeah, they, they evolved the story of Art the Clown the perfect way. They realised that the most interesting part about Art the Clown is the layers. And we have so many layers, so many possibilities from Terrify 2 as to where it goes next. It makes it so interesting. It really, really does. And... Terrify 2 is a very, very good example of learning, understanding your audience, understanding film and improving on what you do. Like now we have a film where you can turn around and go, well, there's never sequels that are as good as the first one. Well, Terrify 2, it is. And it, it, that's a fact. Simple as that. So, yeah, I've talked about Terrifier. 
talked about Terrify 2. They are essentially, you know, my very long detailed reviews on it, on how I feel about it. Remember, it's how I feel about it. But let's let's give you an overall thought about everything that I think Terrify, everything I think about Damien Leone. Let's get into that. As Art the Clown is the star of the show, as much as we have amazing characters to really look forward to, to follow, to root for in Sienna and Jonathan going forward. And, you know, we, we feel something for our fallen, you know, on along the way. You know, the real star of the show, really, we've got to start looking at Damien Leone. So I watched a really really good interview with him so if you want to there's a youtube channel called not sam i came about it by accident just because i was looking for everything terrifying that i could and it's a real um interview with video interview on youtube with damien leone and it's really good because it's in depth he's very very honest in it you learn about terrifier where it is you know where it has been where it's going to go it's a real interesting one, so go and watch that. But I watched that, and really everything that I've been saying in this video, it feels like it's justified. Because he is uh, a fan of horror. He is a fan of the horror genre. And you can see that in his films. But unfortunately, you know, what foreshadowed that is with his other film, with Terrifier, there's a huge thing with with horror and what that is and i've spoken about this a lot with people before is substance and style that is what as a filmmaker you need to understand you need to look at that needs to be at the absolute forefront of everything you're doing do you want to make a film that is all about substance do you want to make a film that's all about style or do you want to do what creates films that we still now watch from the 70s, the 80s, which is substance and style. So with Terrifier, that film was all about, for me, style. That was a showcase of, obviously, David Howard Thornton's performance as Art the Clown and how we got this new icon of horror. But it was also a showcase of Damien Leone's talents as somebody that creates this insane practical effects this makeup these prosthetics that's what it was it wasn't a showcase for his talents as a director at all for me it definitely wasn't that film was made to sh be relevant by shocking audiences that's really for me what it was it was to show how nasty you can do things and that's what made it stood out but then that's not the type of horrors that i enjoy i don't like horrors that are created to just shock you to make you go well that was nasty because you spend your whole time thinking about that rather than going well I can't wait to see if there's another one because you just don't care because there's no legs there's no length to the story or the structure there's no substance and that's the thing with Terrify 1 that it lacked for me and it did lack for so many people and this is where horror is so difficult because we get so many films that have substance, but then no style to carry it. We get so many films in the genre that have style, but have very small amount of substance. 
But this is why we have icons of horror. Take, for example, The Shining. That is a film that is at the highest element of masterful filmmaking in regards to style. But it also has as much substance as you want. And it's a film based on a Stephen King book. And we all know that he hates the film. They created something new with The Shining and gave it so much that, that you know, that's involved. That it's so intriguing that even now to this day, people are talking about it. People are thinking about it. People to this day consider it one of the greatest films of all time, not just in horror, but in, you know, cinema. Because it had substance and style. And as a filmmaker... You really need to have both. Because if you create a film with just style, then you have a film a bit like Terrifier. If you create a film that's just substance, then people get lost along the way. There might be too much story or too much, you know, open dialogue where you've got 10 minute dialogue sessions and you're like, well, what's happening here? And you lose your way. Too much substance isn't always a great thing. So that's why Terrify 2 is so important because it took everything from Terrify where it failed and made it right. And that is why I'm so, so impressed by Damien Leone. It, he has gone so much higher in my books as a filmmaker because of Terrify 2, because he understood in this film substance and style. He gave us everything that we love about Art the Clown. Yes, he gave us him on these chaotic, murderous rampages where he literally is the epitome of evil and he doesn't give a fuck and gets pissed off if anybody stops him in his tracks. But it also gave us that layer that we were, or that I know that I was looking for in Terrifier, this supernatural element of going, who the fuck is Art the Clown? What is he? Is he a fucking demon? Is he from hell? What is he? And that is what is intriguing. That's why people now, after Terrify 2, cannot wait to see number three and number four and however long this goes on with, with Art the Clown. And I really sincerely hope it does. Because what this film, what Terrify did, was really understand where it should have done from Terrifier, what it should have been from Terrifier. And that is only to Damien Leone and everybody involves credit. Um, you know, what, what a film Terrifier 2 is, but it is an example of learning your craft along the way, learning how to make films along the way. And he has already done that with Terrifier 2, which is what, once again, what's so interesting is that this isn't four or five films down the line. This is him going, I made Terrifier. This is what I maybe should have done. Let's try it in Terrifier 2. And he's learned, he's learned from it. And what, what, what an experience he must have had making it. I'm sure it was a tough experience and I'm sure he enjoyed a lot of it. But as an experience as somebody who sees so much to Art the Clown and enjoys those layers that we get from the horror icons of the past and that we haven't had for so long. It's so nice and feels so rewarding as a horror fan to have someone 
like that in our lives again, uh, as nasty and as brutal and sadistic as they are. But it's just nice to see uh, a horror filmmaker that is truly listening and trying to understand the audience, as well as trying to constantly progress his own understandings as a filmmaker. We know that he already has it down. We know in regards to practical effects, prosthetics, we know that we're safe there. We know we're going to get what a hell of a ride we're going to go on with that. We know whatever David, David Howland Thornton's going to do with Art the Clown next, we know it's going to be amazing. We know it's going to be nasty. We know we're going to be there for along the ride. But now we know that it's going to look great and even better than Terrifier and maybe even better than Terrifier 2. But we know the performances are going to be even better because Terrified 2, the, the way where it took the performances and up the level in that was just phenomenal and full credit to the cast. But we also know that those layers, those threads, the story, the substance is there to carry this film and this series further. After the first one, it just didn't have it. But now we've got Terrified 2, the sky's the limit. So, as I said, go and check out that interview on, I think it's Not Sam, with Damien Leone. If you want to learn a little bit more behind the scenes of Terrifier and everything he's been doing or has been doing or will do. But ultimately, I hope that you've enjoyed this video with, with a very, very detailed, very long look at the Terrifier films. Everybody who helped create this film, you know, it's a huge, big, big thank you. Damien Leone, I applaud you for creating this film, but also understanding where you may have gone wrong. Simple as that. And that's not me trying to be horrible. It's just me being honest. For, for, for seeing where you went wrong, for understanding what people wanted and want. And hopefully you continue to do that in the future. You know, a thank you for David Howard Thornton for creating a new icon of horror. And may long that continue and what a performance that you, you've done and you created. It's just fun. What a film. So make sure that no matter what, you go and watch Terrifier and Terrify 2 and all Hallows Eve. Make your own mind up about them because that's what this genre is all about. It's, like, it's about watching them, enjoying them and taking what you want through them. Did I enjoy Terrifier? I enjoyed aspects of it, but I was offended by something <laughs> pretty much and then the rest of the film was just a showpiece for either performance or somebody's abilities for practical effects. Terrify 2 was everything that I could have hoped for from a sequel but everything I could have hoped for from a director and performances enhancing everything. What a ride Terrify 2 is and what a ride I hope that we continue to be on. If you've watched all this really, really long video, thank you all so much. I hope you've enjoyed it. You know, if you've listened to my podcasts or seen my videos before, you know that I'm very honest. You know that this genre is incredibly important to me. It's been there for me when I was a kid. It's still there for me now. I still enjoy it. And this film is also, and actually with Damien Leone, as well as saying thank you, I do want to say a massive fuck you. Because you have also made me, after watching Terrify 2, 
I was sitting there with a cup of tea and a packet of Haribo laughing my head off. And my fuck you is basically saying thank you for once again making me fully understand that I am there's something wrong with me because I probably shouldn't be sitting there laughing at uh, all the shit that goes on in this film. And hopefully I'm not the only one because then I am insane. But that's what this film did to me. It made me feel like a like a kid again watching these films, as I said, that I shouldn't watch, but am enjoying something that I probably shouldn't enjoy laughing at something I definitely shouldn't be laughing at. But <laughs> that's what you get. That's how we take these films. We always take these films differently. But terrified to what what a film, what a journey, as I say, and I can't wait for it. But as I say, very honest and, and try and give you a slightly different perspective in regards to filmmaking as well. So if you like this video, please subscribe. There's going to be so much more to come from the YouTube channel. I'm trying to do everything I can. I work really hard to bring you more. And also make sure you go and listen to the podcast. Um, you know, it's out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Good Pods, Anchor, everywhere, every podcast platform is on there. If you like to hear me talk very, very honestly and passionately about this horror genre, then go and listen to the podcast as well. All I can do is, as I say, thank you all so much for sticking with me on this journey through the Terrifier films and how I feel about them. I hope you took something from it. And if you want to let me know how you feel, pop it in the comments and I'll do everything I can to, to get back to you or pop on our Instagram page, which is the main source of information for the Let's Talk Horror channel. All I can do as usual is ask you to stay creepy.